Two years ago, the former minister of Gantz Hill United Reformed Church asked me to write a series of articles about the importance of certain colors in the Christian Bible. I posted about the colors red, crimson, scarlet and green two weeks ago. Here are the remaining colors in the original series. Blue. Blue is the third primary color, along with red and yellow. The word comes from the Middle English blue, which means shimmering or lustrous. Of the colors on the visible spectrum of light, blue has one of the shortest wavelengths. As a result, when sunlight passes through our atmosphere, the blue waves are scattered more widely than other colors, making the sky appear blue. It would take a scientist to explain this theory, but as Einstein said it was true, we can accept it as thus. Apart from naturally occurring blues, blue was not used in art or referenced in literature until much later than the other colors. This is because it was much harder to produce a blue dye, and the minerals from which it was made were much more expensive, for example, indigo, lapis lazuli and azurite. No ancient cave paintings contain blue pigment. One of the earliest uses is thought to be on the funeral mask of King Tutankhamun, 1323 BC. The ancient Egyptians associated the color blue with the sky and divinity. They believed the god Amun could turn his skin blue to fly, invisible, across the sky. They also believed blue could protect against evil, which is why many people in the Mediterranean wear blue amulets to protect them from misfortune. The Romans often used blue for decorations. The walls of Pompeii were reportedly decorated with frescoes of blue skies. Later, in the Byzantine era, blue was often used in churches, and the Virgin Mary was usually depicted in dark blue clothing in artworks. In Islam, blue is Muhammad's favorite color. In the Middle Ages, blue became the color of poor people who used poor quality dyes made from the woad plant to color their clothes. In the Western world, blue did not appear in churches until the 1130s, when the Saint-Denis Basilica installed a cobalt-colored stained glass window. This color became known as Blue de Saint-Denis. Although the Byzantine Empire had depicted Mary in blue, the Western Church did not take up this practice until the 12th century. Before that, the Virgin wore blacks, grays and greens. King Louis IX of France, 1214-70, now known as Saint Louis, was the first king to dress in blue. After this, many nobles followed suit. As a result, paintings of the legendary King Arthur show him dressed in blue. In the years to follow, blue became a sign of the wealthy and powerful in Europe. During the Renaissance, merchants devised a way to produce blue dyes more cheaply. This led to several blue dye industries in cities across Europe. Eventually, blue pigments became widely available, and the color began to appear regularly in paintings. By the 18th and 19th centuries, blue had become a popular color amongst artists, particularly Impressionists. In contemporary English, blue represents sadness, for example, she was feeling blue. Alternatively, blue can represent happiness or optimism, for instance, blue skies. On the other hand, in Germany, to be blue means to be drunk. Also, in Germany, a naive person is said to look upon the world with a blue eye. In Turkey and some parts of Asia, blue represents mourning. In China, blue is the color of ghosts, torment and death. It is common in Chinese opera for the villain to wear blue face paint. In Thailand, the color blue represents Friday. Although some societies are trying to eradicate gender stereotypes, it is common to associate blue with boys and pink with girls. Yet, before the 1900s, it was the other way around. Blue was the color for girls because it corresponded with the blue of the Virgin Mary's clothes. Boys were pink due to its closeness to red, a masculine color. Many countries throughout the world use the color blue on their flags. Countries include Scotland, Finland, Greece, Israel, Argentina, Uruguay, Estonia, Romania, Barbados, Russia, Serbia, Norway, Iceland, New Zealand, 
Thailand and the United Kingdom. In politics, Blue represents the Conservative Party in the UK and the Democratic Party in the USA. In Christianity, Blue is associated with the Virgin Mary, although there is no evidence she wore this color in the Bible. In Hinduism, many of the gods have blue skin, including Vishnu, the preserver of the world. In the Bible, the color blue is mentioned several times, mostly in verses related to the tabernacle. In Judaism, the color blue represents God's glory. The color blue first appears in Exodus 25:4, in which the Lord asks Moses to tell the Israelites to give him a gift of gold, silver and bronze, blue, purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen, goat hair, ram skins and so on. After this, between chapters 26 and 39, there are a further 33 mentions of the color blue. Exodus 26 contains God's instructions for the construction of the tabernacle. In the first verse, He requests ten linen curtains made from blue, purple and scarlet yarn, which have loops of blue material along the bottom, verse 4. Another curtain containing blue yarn is instructed in verse 31 and one more for the entrance to the tent in verse 36. Exodus 27 continues God's instructions for the tabernacle. The entrance to the courtyard of the tabernacle required a curtain 20 cubits long, of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen. Verse 16. Exodus 28 records God's wishes for the priestly garments. These include a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a tunic and a sash, all made from gold and blue, and purple and scarlet yarn. The breastpiece and ephod were tied together with a blue cord, and the robe was made entirely from blue cloth but decorated with balls of blue, purple and scarlet yarn. A blue cord attached a seal onto the priest's turban, which read, Holy to the Lord. Exodus 35 requests the Israelites to donate gold, silver and bronze, and blue, purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen for the construction of the tabernacle. The actual building of the tabernacle commences in chapter 36. The Lord chose Bezalel, son of Uri, for the task of constructing the gold, silver and bronze elements, and Aholiab, son of Asamak, for the ability to teach others to work with the yarn and linen. The chapter goes on to record the production of the curtains mentioned earlier in the book. Next, Exodus 38 records the construction of the courtyard, complete with a blue, purple and scarlet curtain for the entrance. Finally, Exodus 39 explains how the Israelites made priestly garments. The chapters are all rather repetitive, but they emphasize the importance of the color blue, as well as purple and scarlet. Blue continues to be important to the Israelites in the book of Numbers. Chapter 4 records God's instruction to Moses and Aaron to take a census of all the Levite clans. The Kohathite clan is responsible for covering the tabernacle curtain with a durable leather and to spread a cloth of solid blue over that and put the poles in place. Verse 6. They are also instructed to lay a blue cloth over plates, dishes and bowls, the lampstand, the gold altar and any articles used for ministering in the sanctuary. Finally, we move away from the tabernacle when we reach Numbers 15:38. speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments, with a blue cord on each tassel. The tassels, or tzitzit, are still worn by Orthodox Jews today. There have been several opinions about the significance of this blue cord, Teklet, including representing the noonday sky and that it is the color of God's glory. The next mention of the color blue occurs in 2 Chronicles. A large part of the book focuses on the construction of Solomon's temple. 2 Chronicles 2 7 states, Send me, therefore, a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and in purple, crimson and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving, to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled workers, whom my father David provided. These are the same colors, except crimson instead of scarlet, used for the tabernacle. A man named Hiram Abbey was sent to work on the temple by Hiram. 
He was trained to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, and with purple and blue and crimson yarn and fine linen. Verse 14, in the following chapter, a curtain of blue, purple and crimson yarn is recorded. The next book of the Bible to feature the color blue is Esther. Chapter 1, which focuses on the deposition of Queen Vashti, also describes the citadel of Susa. Verse 6 tells us, the garden had hangings of white and blue linen, fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl and other costly stones. The book of Esther contains the story of Haman, the enemy of the Jews. By chapter 8, he has been defeated, and King Xerxes gives Queen Esther Haman's estate. Mordecai was also rewarded by the king, and when Mordecai left the king's presence, he was wearing royal garments of blue and white, a large crown of gold and a purple robe of fine linen. And the city of Susa held a joyous celebration. Esther 8:15. The book of Jeremiah mentions the color once. On this occasion, the blue does not reference God as it may have done in the curtains of the tabernacle. Instead, in chapter 10, God warns the Israelites of the dangers of false gods and idols. He reports that skilled workers hammer gold and silver, then what the craftsmen and goldsmith have made is then dressed in blue and purple. Jeremiah 10:9. God tells them that He is the true God and any other god or idol will perish. Ezekiel 23 talks about Assyrian warriors clothed in blue, governors and commanders, all of them handsome young men, and mounted horsemen. Verse 6, in this instance, the color blue has moved away from representing God's glory and become an indication of importance, similar, in a way, to Mordecai's garments in the book of Esther. Yet, Ezekiel 27 reveals that clothing yourself in blue fabric does not give you the same status as God. In a lament, God reminds the people of Tyre that fine embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail and served as your banner, your awnings were of blue and purple from the coast of Elisha. Verse 7, Yet, Tyre has now fallen. In your marketplace they traded with you beautiful garments, blue fabric, embroidered work and multicolored rugs with cords twisted and tightly knotted. Verse 24, Still, Tyre was destroyed. This leaves one final mention of the color blue. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this, their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke and sulfur. Revelation 9:17. Except for the latter, all fifty-odd references to the color blue relate to God, the service to God and godly living. The building of the tabernacle and construction of the temple occurred when blue dyes were harder to come across, so they were only used for something special, and what is more special than God? As time went on, people began to use the color blue to signify their rank and importance, but God put them back in their place. With this meaning in mind, it is clear why artists chose to use blue for Mary's clothing in the nativity scene. She was chosen by God to be the mother of His Son and is, therefore, important in His eyes. Today, the color blue has lost this sacredness. No one looks at blue paint, blue curtains, blue books or a blue football shirt and thinks of God. Fortunately, unlike the people of Tyre, we are not attempting to elevate ourselves to God's level by using this color. We use it because it is now readily available. Purple. Purple is a secondary color made by combining red and blue. The word was first used in English in the year 975 AD, although it was spelt purple. Many shades get confused as purple, for example, violet and lilac, but purple has its place on the traditional color wheel. The confusion arises from the term Tyrian purple, which ranged from crimson to bluish purple. To make things more confusing, each country tends to have a different definition of purple, resulting in a variety of shades. In France, purple is described as a dark red, inclined toward violet, and in German, 
The word purpuro means purple-red. Confusion aside, it is generally agreed that purple is the color of kings, nobles, priests and magistrates. This idea formed as early as 950 BC, and it is believed the kings of Ptolemaic Egypt wore purple, as did Alexander the Great. The Roman custom of wearing purple togas may have stemmed from this or may have been introduced by the Etruscans. An Etruscan tomb painting from the 4th century BC shows a nobleman wearing deep purple. The Byzantine Empire continued to use purple as the imperial color. In Western Europe, Charles the Great, also known as Charlemagne, was buried in a purple shroud. After the fall of Constantinople to the Ottoman Empire, the color lost its imperial status and was replaced with scarlet. Throughout the medieval and renaissance eras, purple was phased out of royal clothing and cardinals were no longer allowed to wear the color on the orders of Pope Paul II, 1417-71. On the other hand, purple robes became the standard among students of divinity. The color purple regained its popularity during the 18th and 19th centuries. Paintings of Catherine the Great, 1729-96 show her wearing a light purple dress, although some may call this mauve. Queen Victoria, 1819-1901, wore a gown of a similar color to the Royal Exhibition of 1862, which encouraged factories to produce purple dyes, making them readily available to everyone and not just royalty. Purple became a popular choice of color amongst pre-Raphaelite artists, and it was said to be the favorite color of the Austrian painter Gustav Klimt, 1862-1918. George VI, 1895-1952, wore purple for his official portrait, and his daughter, Elizabeth II, born 1926, used the color on the invitations to her coronation. At the beginning of the 20th century, the suffragettes adopted purple, white and green as the colors of women's liberation. On a less positive note, in Nazi concentration camps, nonconformist religious groups were required to wear a purple triangle. Purple is less naturally occurring than other colors, but there are a few animals described as purple. These include purple frogs, purple queenfish, purple sea urchins, purple herons, purple finches, purple honeycreepers and one of the colors of the imperial Amazon parrot. The latter is the national bird of Dominica and appears on their flag, making it the only flag to contain the color purple. Purple plants include hydrangeas, pansies, copper beech trees, irises, alfalfa, alpine asters, wisteria and lavender. There are several purple mountains around the world, some of which are so named due to the color of the rock, and others because of the shade the clouds form at dawn and dusk. These mountains can be found in Nanjing, China, Ireland, Wyoming, Alaska, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado. Although the color purple had been phased out of imperial families, the British royal family continues to use the color on ceremonial and special occasions. In Roman Catholic liturgy, purple symbolizes penitence, and priests may wear a purple stole when they hear a confession. They also wear a purple stole or chasuble during the periods of Lent and Advent. In other traditions, purple is associated with vanity and extravagance. This is because it is a color that attracts attention. It is a color associated with the artificial and unconventional due to the infrequency of its appearance in nature. It was also the first color to be synthesized. In the past, purple was a sign of mourning in Britain. The first year after a death, mourners traditionally wore black, and in the second year, they wore purple. This may have stopped being common practice after Queen Victoria decided to wear black for the rest of her widowhood. In China, purple represents awareness, physical and mental well-being, strength, and abundance. In some cases, it also symbolizes luck. In Japan, it is the color of wealth and privilege. On the Thai solar calendar, it is associated with Saturday. Grieving widows in Thailand wear purple as a sign of mourning. The color purple is also significant in the Bible. 
It appears roughly 30 times in the book of Exodus when describing the decoration of the tabernacle. The Israelites were instructed to make several curtains 20 cubits long, of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen. Exodus 27:16. Later, in the book of Numbers, the Kohathite tribe are instructed to remove the ashes from the bronze altar and spread a purple cloth over it, Numbers 4:13. every time the tabernacle is moved. Purple also appears in the books of Esther and Jeremiah. The garden of the palace of Susa was decorated with blue linen and cords of white and purple. Esther 1-6, when King Xerxes rewarded Mordecai after the death of Haman, Mordecai was dressed in royal garments of blue and a purple robe of fine linen. Esther 8-15, in Jeremiah, we are told that people had started to dress in blue and purple, believing themselves to be as important as God, but God put them back in their place. In the book of Judges, we are told that purple garments are the clothing of kings. In the book of Daniel, King Belshazzar announces that whoever interprets the strange writing on the wall will be awarded purple clothing. Judges 8:26. the weight of the gold rings he asked for came to 1700 shekels, not counting the ornaments, the pendants and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian or the chains that were on their camels' necks. Daniel 5:7. the king summoned the enchanters, astrologers and diviners. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck, and he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Daniel 5:29. then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple, a gold chain was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. The epilogue of Proverbs 31 tells of the wife of a noble character. The chapter tells us she is worth more than rubies and should be honored. She provides for her husband and looks after her household. She makes sure there is always something for her family to eat, but also, she is clothed in fine linen and purple, Proverbs 31:22, a noble, respected color. On the other hand, the poem in Lamentations 4 reveals that wearing purple does not equate to godly status. The color does not protect people from God's wrath or entitle them to sin without punishment. Those brought up in royal purple now lie on ash heaps. Lamentations 4-5, these self-important people, clothed in royal colors, have become the victims of God's anger. The most noteworthy use of purple occurs in two of the Gospels, Mark and John. Although purple is a royal color, it is used negatively in these books. After Jesus was arrested, he was crowned with thorns and mocked for being the king of the Jews. What is often missed out of this story is the purple robe in which they dress him. Mark 15:17. they put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. Mark 15:20. and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. John 19:2. the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe. John 19:5. when Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. Purple was the color of kings, the color of important people, but the Romans used the color as a way to mock and torment Jesus. Purple is also mentioned in the Gospel of Luke, however, not in relation to Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Luke 16:19. this is the opening line of one of Jesus' teachings. A beggar named Lazarus died outside the rich man's home. Later, the rich man died, but in the afterlife, or Hades, as the NIV states, the rich man notices Lazarus has been honored with a place next to Abraham. When questioning why he did not also receive this honor, the rich man was told, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. Luke 16 25, 
This is an example of the color purple representing extravagance and vanity. There are four more mentions of the color purple in the Bible. They each indicate someone's wealth and status, but only one has positive connotations. Acts 16:14. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Theatera named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Revelation 17-4, the woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, and was glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. She held a golden cup in her hand, filled with abominable things and the filth of her adulteries. Revelation 18-12, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood, and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron and marble. Revelation 18-16, woe! Woe to you, great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. Overall, the color purple is symbolic of God. Although bad things happen to some people who wore purple, it is not the color that was the cause but their actions. Purple is a color that represents royalty, wealth and nobility, but unless we put God first, it does not matter what we wear. Black. Some may argue that black is not a color, but Wikipedia describes it as the darkest color. It is an achromatic color, which means it has no color hue. White and gray are two other achromatic colors. Symbolically, black is used to represent darkness, but there are several other meanings associated with the color. Black was the first color used in cave paintings. Paleolithic cave paintings produced between 18,000 and 17,000 years ago used charcoal or burnt bones to produce the color black. The ancient Latin and Greek words for black also translate as to burn. The ancient Egyptians believed black was the color of fertility due to the color of the soil that had once been flooded by the river Nile. The ancient Greeks, on the other hand, associated black with death and the underworld because they believed the waters of the river Acheron, that separated Hades from the living world, were black. Initially, in ancient Rome, craftsmen and artisans wore the color black, but by the 2nd century, the color had been adopted by Roman magistrates when attending funeral ceremonies. Thus, black became a symbol of death and mourning. By the 12th century, black was the traditional color of Benedictine monks as a sign of humility and penitence. Yet, two centuries later, the meaning of black changed once again. Due to more expensive processes of producing black dyes, the color became common amongst the wealthy and signified their importance and position in society. This change spread from Italy to France, eventually reaching England during the reign of Richard II, 1367-1400. By the end of the 16th century, almost all monarchs and royal courts in Europe wore black. Although black was the color worn by members of the Catholic clergy, it later became the color of the Protestant Reformation and the English Puritans. John Calvin, 1509-64, amongst other Protestant theologians, denounced the richly colored interiors of Catholic churches, claiming they represented luxury and sin. Ironically, around the same period, the color became associated with witchcraft and the devil. People feared that the devil would appear at midnight during a ceremony known as Black Mass or Black Sabbath in the form of a goat, dog, wolf or bear, accompanied by black creatures, such as cats or snakes. During the Industrial Revolution, black became associated with the color of dirt, coal and smog. In literature, it became the color of melancholy, and in politics, the color of anarchism. In the 20th century, it was adopted by fascism and intellectual and social rebellion. On the other hand, it had an alternative meaning in fashion. Black became the color of evening dress for men, and Coco Chanel popularized the little black dress. The Black Power Movement and the slogan Black is Beautiful fought for equal rights for African Americans during the 1950s. In the 1990s, 
the black standard became the banner of many Islamic extremist groups. Black is also associated with subcultures, such as Goths. Today, the color black has different meanings all over the world. In China, it represents water, which is one of their five fundamental elements. It also represents the direction north, which is symbolized by a black tortoise. In Japan, black means mystery, the night, the supernatural, the invisible and death. A black belt in Japanese martial arts symbolizes experience. In Indonesia, black represents demons, disaster and the left hand. In Islam, Muhammad's soldiers carried a black banner, hence, the black standard of some Islamic groups. In Hinduism, the goddess of time and change is called Kali, which means the black one. According to mythology, she destroys anger and passion. With so many variants on the meaning of the color black, what does it represent in the Bible? In Christian mythology, black was the color of the universe before God created light. Occasionally, the devil is known as the Prince of Darkness, a term that was used in John Milton's Paradise Lost and Shakespeare's King Lear. The color black appears less than 20 times in the Bible, and, on some occasions, the NIV translates the word as dark or darkness. These Bible verses tend to refer to famines, wars and sorrow. An example of this is Job 30:30. my skin grows black and peels. Job is lamenting his fate and refers to blackness many times throughout the book, however, it is only in reference to the color of his skin as a result of lack of nourishment that he uses the word black. The color black also represents the deceitful treatment of Job's friends, although the NIV quotes darkness. Similarly, black or darkness symbolizes God's judgment and punishment of sins. A handful of times, black horses were used as a symbol of sorrow and famine. In Zechariah 6, four chariots are pulled by different colored horses. Each travels in a different direction, the black one going north, i.e. Babylon, where punishment will be given out. Verses involving black horses include Zechariah 6 2, the first chariot had red horses, the second black. Zechariah 6 6, the one with the black horses is going toward the north country, the one with the white horses toward the west, and the one with the dappled horses toward the south. Revelation 6 5, when the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Another symbol of God's judgment is the darkening of the sky. Deuteronomy 4:11. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while it blazed with fire to the very heavens, with black clouds and deep darkness. 1 Kings 18:45. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. Revelation 6:12. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair, the whole moon turned blood red. In the latter example, the black sun would result in total darkness, like the universe before God created light. It is an absence of God. Not all references to the color black have negative connotations. In some instances, black represents good health. Whilst, yellow hair in a wound was a sign of uncleanliness or leprosy, a black hair, i.e. a natural colored hair, gave the afflicted a clean bill of health. If, however, the sore is unchanged so far as the priest can see, and if black hair has grown in it, the affected person is healed. They are clean, and the priest shall pronounce them clean. Leviticus 13:37. If a wound contains no black hair, the priests were instructed to isolate the person in case an illness developed. But if, when the priest examines the sore, it does not seem to be more than skin deep and there is no black hair in it, then the priest is to isolate the affected person for seven days. Leviticus 13:31, Deuteronomy 14:12-13 states the same virtually word for word. There are many black animals in the world, including bears, 
spiders, snakes, panthers and birds. Two black birds are listed as unclean animals that the Israelites were unable to eat. These are the birds you are to regard as unclean and not eat because they are unclean, the eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the red kite, any kind of black kite. Leviticus 11:13-14. another black bird is mentioned in Song of Songs as a simile to describe the hair color of the beloved. Song of Songs 5:11. A final mention of black hair occurs during the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus warns people not to break an oath or even make an oath in the first place. All you need to say is simply yes or no. It is wrong to swear things on heaven for it belongs to God. Jesus also instructs people to not swear by their head. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Matthew 5:36. So, what does black represent in the Bible? Most examples relate to sin, judgment and dark times. There is no getting away from the fact that black has negative connotations. On the other hand, the other verses show that not all black things are bad. There are naturally occurring black things in the world that have not come about due to sin, for example, ravens and hair. We must not be quick to judge something by its color, we should not be so black and white, pardon the pun, about the world. This way of thinking can debunk many thoughts, ideas and stereotypes about the world, for instance, assumptions about a goth's choice of clothing, and no one should ever be judged by their skin color. White. Like black, white is an achromatic color. The word derives from the same roots as bright and light, which describe the color white. Along with black, white was one of the first colors used in cave paintings. Paleolithic artists used chalk or calcite to produce white markings. In ancient Egypt, white was connected with the goddess Isis who, according to myth, resurrected her dead husband. The priestesses of Isis dressed only in white linen, and Egyptians used the same material to wrap mummies. In ancient Greece, white represented life and nourishment, particularly concerning a mother's milk. The ancient Greeks and other civilizations also saw white as a counterpart to black in terms of light and darkness. In ancient Roman, Vesta, the goddess of the hearth and family, was said to wear white linen robes. Thus, white became a symbol of purity, loyalty and chastity. White was also worn at ceremonial occasions by Roman citizens between the ages of 14 and 18. A man who wished to be elected to public office wore a white toga known as a toga congeta. This is from where the word candidate originates. The early Christian church adopted the Roman concept of white representing purity and virtue. Priests were expected to wear white during Mass, and it became the color of the Cistercian order and the official color worn by the Pope. Similarly, in the secular world, a white unicorn was used as a symbol of purity, chastity and grace. Legend said only a virgin could capture a unicorn. Whereas black is the traditional color of mourning today, before the 16th century, widows commonly wore white. Later, in the 18th century, White became a fashionable color for both men and ladies. White wigs and stockings became a typical part of male dress for the upper classes. There was also an unwritten rule that all underwear in bed linen must be white. These items were washed more than others, so more likely to fade and wear out. According to science, we see the color white when an object reflects all light and color wavelengths. Snow is white because the ice reflects the sunlight. Clouds are white because the water droplets do not absorb any wavelengths. The white cliffs of Dover are white because they are made of limestone, which reflects lights. White beaches occur when the sand is made up of limestone or quartz particles, from which light is reflected. Many animals use the color of their skin, fur or feathers as a means of camouflage. White animals are particularly good at hiding in the winter when the land is covered in snow. White animals include ermine, stoats, polar bears, the beluga whale, and white doves. The latter have become an international symbol of peace. 
There are many interpretations of the meaning and symbolism of the color white. In Western cultures, white usually represents innocence and purity. It is also associated with beginnings and is why babies and children are usually baptized wearing white. Queen Elizabeth II wears white at the opening of each British Parliament session. Debutantes wear white at their first ball. White has been the traditional color of wedding dresses since the 19th century. White is a sign of cleanliness. Objects to be kept clean are typically white, for example, dishes, refrigerators, toilets, sinks, bed linen, towels, doctor's coats and chef's outfits. White can also mean peace or surrender. Originating during the Hundred Years' War, a white flag is used to request a truce or indicate surrender. In the Bible, white is also a symbol of purity, innocence, honesty and cleanliness, but there are other meanings. One repeated representation is illness, particularly concerning skin disease. When someone is ill, they usually look pale or white, particularly in the hands and face. Verses that refer to this idea include Exodus 4 6, Then the Lord said, Put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, the skin was leprous, it had become as white as snow. Leviticus 13 4, If the shiny spot on the skin is white but does not appear to be more than skin deep in the hair and it has not turned white, the priest is to isolate the affected person for seven days. Leviticus 13 10-26, 10 The priest is to examine them, and if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white and if there is raw flesh in the swelling. 13 The priest is to examine them, and if the disease has covered their whole body, he shall pronounce them clean. Since it is all turned white, they are clean. 16-17 If the raw flesh changes and turns white, they must go to the priest. The priest is to examine them, and if the source have turned white, the priest shall pronounce the affected person clean, then they will be clean. 19-21 And in the place where the boil was, a white swelling or reddish-white spot appears, they must present themselves to the priest. The priest is to examine it, and if it appears to be more than skin deep and the hair in it has turned white, the priest shall pronounce that person unclean. It is a defiling skin disease that has broken out where the boil was. But if, when the priest examines it, there is no white hair in it and it is not more than skin deep and has faded, then the priest is to isolate them for seven days. Leviticus 13 38-43, 38-39, When a man or a woman has white spots on the skin, the priest is to examine them, and if the spots are dull white, it is a harmless rash that has broken out on the skin, they are clean. 42-43, But if he has a reddish-white sore on his bald head or forehead, it is a defiling disease breaking out on his head or forehead. The priest is to examine him, and if a swollen sore on his head or forehead is reddish-white like a defiling skin disease. Numbers 12-10, When the cloud lifted from above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous, it became as white as snow. Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had a defiling skin disease. 2 Kings 5:27. Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elisha's presence and his skin was leprous, it had become as white as snow. Joel 1:7. It has laid waste my vines and ruined my fig trees. It has stripped off their bark and thrown it away, leaving their branches white. The example from Joel talks about plants rather than humans. Joel speaks about a plague of locusts that have destroyed his vines and fig trees, stripping them of their bark. The inner layers of many trees are white, as mentioned in the book of Genesis, Jacob, however, took fresh-cut branches from poplar, almond and plane trees and made white stripes on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Genesis 30-37 Sometimes, the writers of the Bible use the color white to describe something's appearance. In these cases, they may not contain hidden meanings but rather a way of helping the reader picture the scene. Genesis 49-12, His eyes will be darker than wine, 
his teeth white from milk. Exodus 16:31. the people of Israel called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Leviticus 11:18. the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey. Deuteronomy 14:16. the little owl, the great owl, the white owl. Judges 5:10. you who ride on white donkeys, sitting on your saddle blankets, and you who walk along the road. There are many examples of white as a symbol of purity. A couple of these refer to the repentance of sin, for example. Ecclesiastes 9:8. Always be clothed in white and always anoint your head with oil. Isaiah 1:18. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Angel of the Annunciation, Gabriel, Titian. Other references to white as a symbol of purity appear in verses about Jesus, particularly after his resurrection or during his transfiguration. Matthew 17:2. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Matthew 28:3. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. Mark 9:3. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. Mark 16:5. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. John 20:12. And saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Acts 1:10. they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. In the book of Esther, the gardens of the palace of Susa contained white hangings and, later, Mordecai was clothed in blue and white. This also refers to purity as well as peace. Esther 1:6. the garden had hangings of white and blue linen, fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl and other costly stones. Esther 8:15. When Mordecai left the king's presence, he was wearing royal garments of blue and white, a large crown of gold and a purple robe of fine linen. And the city of Susa held a joyous celebration. The remaining examples of the color white all relate to prophesy. White horses symbolize truth and righteousness. The other prophetic uses of the color likely refer to similar things although scholars have debated at length over their exact meaning. The majority appear in the book of Revelation. Daniel 7 9, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, the hair of his head was white like wool. Zechariah 1 8, During the night I had a vision, and there before me was a man mounted on a red horse. He was standing among the myrtle trees in a ravine. Behind him were red, brown and white horses. Zechariah 6 3, the third white and the fourth dappled, all of them powerful. Revelation 1:14. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. Revelation 2:17. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Revelation 3:4-5. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me, dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and His angels. Revelation 3:18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes, so you can see. Revelation 4-4, surrounding the throne were twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. Revelation 6-2, 
I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. Revelation 7 9, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Revelation 7 13-14, Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they, and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 14 14, I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Revelation 19 14, The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Revelation 20 11, Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. So ends the brief introduction to the importance of colors in the Bible. Dash. My blogs are available to listen to as podcasts on the following platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you would like to support my blog, become a Patreon from pound 5 slash m or buy me a coffee for 3 pounds. Thank you.